wait for the chorus. <laughs> you're doing the, you're doing the I'm vibing with this song face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got bamboozled, man. You did? Yeah. Why? Because I heard another one bites the dust by Queen oh. right before this, and I was like, "What?" You're like, "I got no. this." Oh, and I love that song. And I, you know, this is uh, this is me and you together song what? by the 1975. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brand new. It sounds like a a 90s uh, chick flick soundtrack. They just graduated. They like, got yeah, the guy. Yeah, it's gonna be a great summer. <laughs> I can't wait. I learned so much this year. Wait for the chorus. Just like the yeah, the mic filtering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the best year of school ever. Started the year as friends. <laughs> now we're sisters. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that summer night in 2019. It totally is, man. Right when I heard this, I'm like, this song, first off, is so good, but it sounds like it should be in like a, a 90s chick flick. Chick flick, yeah. yeah. Even like a parody chick flick, like a yeah. like Scream 2 or something, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? I haven't seen one of those like parody style movies in so long. And so I was on long. Facebook this morning, and apparently there's one called Superhero Movie. Oh. I guess it was like a parody. Yeah, I feel like that's the only type of movie out there now. Just like it's just Avengers. No, but year. this was like a parody. So this had Drake Bell. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I just feel like uh, parodies like only exist when there's like other actual movies. And I feel like it's just yeah. superhero movies. Other movies to parody. Like there's no more, I don't know, are there scary movies these days? No, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. scary movies? Yeah, like actual scary movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went and saw 1917 last night. Have you seen it? I heard it's like super, I don't know, Golden Globes? Yeah. It's amazing, man. So first off, the whole movie is essentially shot in one take. Wow. But it's not. Like, like when you watch it right from the first opening scene, I'll, I'll, don't worry, I hate spoilers, so I'll give none. Yeah, yeah. But the opening scene, it's like the two guys sitting down, and the camera just slowly zooms out. And the whole movie is just the camera turning and twisting. You no, know, I think I saw a YouTube video on that explaining how it was shot yes, in one. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. It was actually oh, you did? Was just the YouTube video explaining <laughs> the movie. I didn't I watch it because I'm like, I don't want to ruin it for me. No, it was really cool. It, what they do is like if there's like an explosion, it's like that's where the take happens. Yeah, it'll be like, hey Johnny, and then. Poof, and but there then, are some things that like the take did not happen like that. It just it, they really kept going. Yeah, yeah, like a long, long shot, right? Incredible. Yeah. Um, but when I was there, there's the new what's that movie where they have to be silent? They can't talk. They can't make a sound. Oh, you know that horror movie? I'm sorry, y'all. What's if that? you thought I was bad with music. I am definitely bad with movies. <laughs> the silent horror movie with the guy from The Office. Oh, my God. A Quiet Place. Oh, my God. So everyone listening right now is like, A Quiet Place. Quiet. Yeah, A Quiet Place. And they have A Quiet Place 2 coming out. Damn. It looks unreal. There's so many good, like, scary movies, but I hate scary movies. However, in the world of music, oh, what a week it has been. Yes. Fill well, us in because all I know is that the 1975 and Halsey. Okay, so those are, like, you know, if you're a fan of those two, yeah, you're probably like loving life. Yeah. Um, well, I've heard good things about hers. Like, apparently, it's like super emotional. It's super breakup song. Is Halsey? it the yeah, whole yeah. album? The whole album is like something about her, like pussy, and like something like that. Uh, I don't know. If Maybe I that was a video I saw. <laughs> no, <laughs> something about her pussy. No, no, seriously, she did something like. Yeah, yeah I'm sure she did. Glorifying whatever, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, there is a nasty track in there. Yeah. Um, but man, Mac Miller and Eminem albums, killer albums. Oh my God. You know, what's wild about these, like, what is it? Post-humorous? Is that the term? Post-humorous yeah, yeah, after yeah. they die. And then yeah. is, so he, he passed away over a year ago yeah. now. And now there's a track coming out from Mac Miller. I saw that. I'm like, is this just people reminiscing about old stuff or is it like new Mac no, no, Miller? No, no, yeah. Good news. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So how do you, like, the artist wouldn't have finished that song. So it's not fully, like, how do you know as an artist he would have approved of this song? It's true. One, like, cool example of that is mm -hmm. uh, Leonard Cohen. Mm -hmm. uh, love the guy. He just put out an album. He, I don't know, he passed away a few years ago. Yeah. And his son put an album out and... The album was not even like in recording mode. 
this is just voice notes he had from his dad making the actual album. Like just voice note lyrics. Yeah. He was just putting them out and then he just put like a little instrumental in the back. And holy shit. It's good? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's called Leonard Cohen, Thanks for the Dance. That album, oh, this yeah. guy, he sounds like a killer on his way to be. Are they all voice notes? Uh, Like it just sounds like. This is one of them. Sounds like an Italian restaurant. I loved your face. Oh my god. I loved your hair, your t-shirts, and your evening. There's no hold on, bro. The there's no way this is a voice note. <laughs> no man, it's produced. There's, Obviously, it's yeah. produced, but like, it's amazing. <laughs> is that even him? That's him. That's Leonard Cohen. <laughs> it sounds like he meant to do this. So it sounds like he's on his way. Job, I ditched them all to love you more. Now you're gone. God, his voice is so gone. buttery. Yeah. His voice is like like buttered popcorn if it was a voice. Imagine like your dad sends you voice notes like that. Yeah. You. I hope you have a good day. Um, the heart and there was one. I forgot what it was called. Who's moving uh, on? Something about... Happens to the heart? Yeah, what happens to the heart. Holy shit. Everyone. Brad, the dying spark. Go tell the young... You got to be in a real vibe mood to listen to trust this, man. Go out what in your car. To the heart. God. Go out in your the, car tonight. His voice... Like, Leonard Cohen, thanks for the dance. It's giving me... I'm thinking of fudge. There's a mist of some... Or fudge or buttered popcorn. Where I tried to double you know? <laughs> the rivalry You've gone there. cozy. It's so deep and like... <sighs> yeah, that's pretty good. Like breathy. Yeah. And then hey. Eminem put out Darkness. That song, incredible. Um, anyway, there's been a lot of music stuff. Uh, movies wise, not so well. Uh, anyway, we talked about that. Today's podcast, <laughs> I don't want like going down rabbit holes that I find people yeah. won't be able to like understand, you know? No, no, no. Thank God you cut me off at Eminem Darkness because I was going to go on yeah. 20 minutes there. Yeah. Tell you. <laughs> Thank God. No, I love Eminem, <laughs> though. Um, today's podcast, as you've probably seen from the title, is something that I think a lot of people struggle with but don't necessarily maybe re even realize mm. like I don't like it, anyways it's being hard on yourself mm. this sounds super hallmark cliche like oh stop being hard on yourself but a lot of us do it and don't realize we're doing it mm. until like way later on that it's affected us yeah the signs aren't clear that you're being hard on yourself no because a lot of us think that it's a it's a way of keeping us in check or keeping us humbled and it's like no you don't have to be as aggressive yeah um, the whole reason why I wanted to kind of start with this or talk about this is because I recently learned that like I'm harder on myself than anybody. And I think it stemmed from YouTube comments over the years is like you create, you put yourself out there and you get people saying why you're not good enough, why this isn't enough, why you're not successful. And eventually that, that narrative gets translated inside of you. Yeah. And then you start telling yourself before they do. You're like, you know what? I'm putting myself out there. But I, just before anyone says anything, I know I'm shit. I know I'm not funny. I, I Whatever, you mm. know? And then it just grows and grows and grows. Yeah, and there's a healthy side to it and a very unhealthy side to it. Well, well what's the healthy side, do you think? Uh, <laughs> okay, so I, I <laughs> caught him off guard. No, no, no. You didn't catch me off guard. I think there's a healthy side to, again, it, you know, if it's... About humility, not like a, like a humble humility. You know? mm -hmm. uh, if it's about being humble and grounding yourself and knowing when to improve, healthy. Uh, being hard on yourself and limiting yourself and, you know. Yeah, but being, uh, yeah, being but hard on yourself, you don't have to do that in order to be humble. Like there are some really confident people out there that have a very gentle relationship with themselves internally. Mm -hmm. Because I'm always seeing this stuff like self-care, the year 2020 is going to be self-care. What does that mean? And some people are like, to be gentle with myself. And I was like, I am so not gentle. To allow myself to myself. Yeah, to allow myself to breathe or to yeah. sit, you know? Like some people physically do it. Like they'll go get their nails done or a massage. And I can understand that. Mm -hmm. But mentally, the internal voice is something that needs to be addressed or, or put in check. Yeah, yeah, once you go into words like, you know, You've created a narrative for yourself or, you know, that's when it gets like unhealthy, I think. Yeah. Well, again, you don't realize though, you know, like for me, 
uh, like my therapist told me, like she's like, she's like, geez, like that's that's what you think, that's how you feel, and I'm like, yeah, like that's that's. Does your therapist say geez? No. Bro, that is a lot. (laughs) You need to relax. (laughs) She's like, no, no, she didn't say geez, but like I I could tell by her face, it's more like wow, like that's that's your relationship with yourself. And I only realized that it was super, and I say super harsh, uh, as of recent, when I started telling her my opinion on things. Mm. And one of them I have referenced on this podcast all the time is, I'll go to the gym, I don't talk in there, and and we, we kind of unpacked that a bit. And it was like, why? And I'm like, because I don't want somebody in there to think I'm a, a fraud or I'm bullshitting. Mm. Because I'm talking about my career. And I hate that. Because I'm, as of recent, I went through this recent experience where I realized I'm way more, and I'm saying this very confidently, I'm way more um, skilled and experienced in the social media field than majority. I will say majority of agencies out there. I love agencies because they give me work. But there's also also a lot of them out there that overpromise, they overpromote, and half of it never gets done or they don't even know what they're doing, mm. and I can get this stuff done in 40 minutes. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And I go into situations thinking, nah, Dan, you don't know shit. Like, that's my voice inside. You don't know shit. No, yeah. no, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Let someone else do. It's also, you guys are dealing with hard words to describe yourself as. Like, I feel like as soon as you, you could be a 10-year veteran, but as soon as you're like, I'm an influencer, you sound like a three-month you know, just here for the views know, type of guy, you man. know? I, you know, I hate that that <laughs> It's term. a bad word. It's a bad word. It's a shitty word. Now it is. It sucks. But if you really think about it, it's it's the most perfect word. Yeah. Because we influence. That's what it is. But influencer has now been stretched so thin that it carries no weight. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what do you do? I'm an influencer. Oh, okay. And they immediately go to TikTok. Oh, so you just sing music videos in your parents' basement. It's like, no, man. Like, yeah. I busted my ass for like seven years making videos two to three times a week. I have been like complacent with it lately. Yeah. Which I got to get back into, but. But it's weird. Like every other job title, it's like, you know, doctor right away. You think, okay, that's a lot of hard work to become a doctor. Construction worker. Wow. This guy really, because does a lot with a doctor. There's only one sort of path. Because if if I said naturopathic doctor, you'd be like, "Eh, which doctor? It's true. Right. So, Doctor, it's like they have to go through so much schooling, and there's only really one way: is you either pass or you don't. Influencer, the the, the problem with it is that so many people can be at home, and be like, "I'm an influencer." What do you do? Like, I know yeah. so many people on my feed alone that post photos with watches and yeah, yeah everyone's jugs. an influencer now, entrepreneur today. Yeah, and I'm like, where's your influence? Mm. Like, okay, great, you can take a good photo and you can filter it really well, but what is the influence here? All right, so you're hard on yourself? So I'm just mad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can see you looking at me like, well, we got to defuse this. No, yes. Easy, easy. And I was like, yeah, you know what? And I'm like hyping him up. Yeah, yeah. You're fueling that fire, man. Like, yeah, man. Um, yeah, so so going back to what you're saying of like, sometimes you don't even realize it. It's true. It's kind of like, um, you know, if you sit in shit. Wow. I don't know where I heard this, but if you sit in shit for 10 seconds, it's going to smell like shit. And it sucks. If you sit in it for a minute, it's still gonna smell like shit. If you sit in it for a day, mm. a week, you get used to it. It kind of doesn't smell like shit anymore. You know, you get used to it, and then you're in this weird little place where you're definitely in shit, but you don't smell it around you. Yeah, so you're not aware. Hundred percent. Being hard on yourself is kind of the same thing. It's you know, one day, two days, a week. You know, you kind of notice it, but if you're always hard on yourself, or there's a pattern to be hard on yourself, then you won't notice that. 100%. And that's where it gets real dangerous. That's like my cooking. It's like, it tastes like shit. tastes like shit, but I've been doing it now for like four <laughs> years. That now it's like, it's still shit, but like, I don't taste it. Uh, no, but that's a really good point. It's, and I think that's how it happens. At first, you're kind of like, ooh, like why, why did I say I couldn't do that? Yeah. Like mentally, why did I say I couldn't? Why am I not enough? And then you start to, it starts to nestle in. Mm-hmm. It gets a little blanket. It's like, I live here now. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it becomes, like you were saying, the narrative, the story, the... You go through experiences too. Like it's not solely, uh, I mean, a lot of it is self-inflicted, mm-hmm. but you go through experiences, whether it's losing friends, not getting that job you wanted, that, that creates this environment of you're not as good as you think. Even though it's like, we look at these things where Oprah got kicked off TV because she wasn't fit for it. It's like, are you yeah. kidding me? 
Michael Jordan got kicked off his basketball, didn't even make his high school basketball team. It's like there's a lot of these things that if you let the first negative thing gauge whether or not you can or can't do something, then you will never be truly doing something you love. Because YouTube, I did this, I love doing this. I did it for so long and it was a fail, 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 fail. No views, no views, no views, no views. Uh, people thought I was weird. And then when it blew up and came popular, well, now everyone's like, hey, Dan, can you promote my bracelet brand? It's like, where the hell have you been? <laughs> you know, it's like eventually you'll hit success. And it sounds, again, super cliche, but you have to keep pushing through when other people are saying you can't. Yeah. Because if you sit there and absorb it like a sponge, you can't. You're letting other people gauge whether or not you can or can't do something. It's the worst thing for you. I've heard that people that take, you know, there's a lot of people that can't deal with like uh, negativity or they can't deal with like bad comments, mm -hmm. right? And they over, and it's because they overvalue those bad comments, right? W whether it's like on YouTube or in yeah. life or whatever. Um, but those same people have kind of an issue with overvaluing the good comments. Well, I don't know, because I, it's it's like a known thing in this world that, like, negative comments equal, like, th three positives. Yeah. Like, it takes a lot to, it's almost like someone throws uh, a grenade at you, and it, it makes this hole, and now you're in the hole. Yeah. Well, to fill in the hole, you're going to need a bunch of good comments to reassure you that that one's not true. Mm. And it sucks, like, you get people that will comment on the stupidest things, that, like, uh, like, Eyebrows, like wow, yeah. this guy's got thick eyebrows or something, or he looks like post a less edgy post Malone. Mm -hmm. I get that all the time, right? <laughs> and it's like, okay, what does this mean? And you get that a lot, and then you have people that, for some reason, are angry. This is something to remember. There are a lot of angry people out there, yeah, and they will spew their anger because they don't know how to process it. They don't know how to deal with it, so it sits there, it stirs up, and they're like, uh "Oh, I see someone doing what I want to do." They're just an outlet, yeah. Exactly. And, but you have to know that, especially YouTube. Like I'm getting comments that say, bro, like you fell off, bro. You're like washed up. And it's like, why are you like, who are you to gauge? You're like a 14 year old plays Roblox in your basement. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the hell have you done with your life? Yeah. Uh, I, I really think, you know, a big key of it. And I think you've done this well. And, you know, and there's all people that can do it well. There's all people that really do it. Well, like I look at athletes, like really good athletes do it really well where they don't get high on the wins, but they also won't get low on the losses. You know what I mean? Like, if they lose, cool. I lost the game. You know, like it's about balance. Say, you know, like Kawhi Leonard or anyone, any really great athlete. They lose one, and they're like, all right, cool. On to the next game. And even when they win the championship, they always ask them, like, okay, what are you thinking about next? Just taking it day by day. I'm going to get back into practice. Yeah. And they don't get really high on the wins, right? Because then... That's such a skill. It's, it's you know, like skill. it's true. You're, that's a good point. Like, it's true, but it's such a skill because, yeah. like, I know at least me and there's a bunch of people like me out there that are animated. We love excitement, little things, and so with the excitement comes very high highs, but then comes low lows. Yeah, right. But you, I know people that are neutral. They never have a bad day, but they yeah. never really have a really good day. And you wonder, you ask yourself, it's almost a would you rather. Yeah. Would you rather live a neutral life, never super happy, never super down? Or would you rather live a very roller coaster life that's very, very up, very, very down? It's yeah. it's a tough one, right? It is. And, and I think success calls for different things at different times. You know, like sometimes it, it calls for be more balanced. Sometimes it calls for be animated on your highs or be animated on your lows. You know? mm -hmm. it, it's weird. I, there's like some good points that are like... Um, your like your past isn't your identity, right? This is something to know. Mm. So, you grew up, you you did all this stuff. Your parents didn't like your hobby, or your friends made fun of you, so you never actually ended up trying it. So now you live your life based off of your past. I can't do that. My parents would laugh at me. My friends would laugh at me. But you have to remember, your past isn't your identity. So, here like here's a good sort of tip. Okay, when if I were to say, hey Amar, um, can you paint me? the Mona Lisa as close as possible. Mm -hmm. And you're going to try to estimate in your head whether or not you can or can't do it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to say, no, I can't. Well, because, and it's like, well, why? What are you basing that off? Well, in seventh grade, I've never been able to draw. I failed at art there in eighth grade. You're basing it off your past. So they say that you should, you should 
only create an estimate after a hundred tries. Whoa. It's a lot. It no, it is a lot. <laughs> Where'd you read that? Where'd you know this? Why? I, you know, we always have research for every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch this. Number eight. Don't underestimate your talent until you apply it a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, incredible. Well, maybe not a hundred because that's a lot, but I would say maybe 50. Like, because yeah, people, you're, you're already kind of like, you know, I can't do it. Well, and it's like, why? Well, because I failed it once before. Yeah. Like one time is enough to poison the whole watering hole for everything. Like, that's crazy. It's true. So it's like, you got to gauge whether or not you've given it a fair shot. Has there been successes? If so, you have to put those under a micro or a spotlight just as much as the negatives. Yeah. We suck as people, like as humans, we just suck at knowing the numbers mm-hmm. on things and the stats on things. And usually we always overestimate or underestimate certain numbers of like, or just certain values of like how much we suck or how much we're good at or how much, you know, we don't have an accurate reading on our actual talents. No, well, I think that's, it's, it fluctuates Yeah. because if people make fun of you, now you're not as confident and don't think you're as skilled in what you do Yeah. because one person that you might admire made fun of you for it. It's true. And it's like, it is the, I'd say one of the hardest things is to self-support yourself to the point that other people's opinions don't affect you. I don't know if you, it'll ever go away. I don't know if you'd ever be completely unaffected unaffected like you're yeah i don't know if that would exist when's the last time you were affected by being hard on yourself i've man every day it is my biggest demon that's why i wanted to talk about this is because i only really realized it that i am my toughest critic and it was something i developed over time and i didn't know this but here's here's my quick story okay Mm. so when i was in sixth grade I, I've always had a lot of teeth stuff going on. Okay. So sixth grade, I had a or seventh grade, eighth grade. I had a retainer to hopefully try and straighten my teeth, but I always had like bigger front teeth for my body mm. and my other teeth for my body. This guy's no, like the, the <laughs> other teeth, mouth. the other teeth fully hadn't grown in yet. So okay. it just looks bigger. Right. And when you're that age, like oh, okay, okay. Yeah. you're not fully grown. Um, and then I ended up getting my two teeth beside my front teeth pulled. I, they pulled them too early. So it was actually almost two years that there was an empty space there. Wow. So I went through this really weird patch that I never thought affected me. And I only learned this recently of people always making fun of me for my teeth. And so I developed this thing where if I make fun of myself first, it won't hurt as bad. I'm with you. And Shout out eyebrow gang. But, or sense of humor gang. Yeah. You know, like a lot of us self-sabotage ourselves or or uh, self-deprecate. Yeah like our humor because it's easier to handle the expectations of what come with people. Mm. Uh, then I got braces in 10th grade to 12th grade. So my teeth story has played a much larger role than I ever anticipated. And it's because, because I got made fun of. And so yeah. because I got made fun of, I developed this technique. Okay. I'm going to shit on myself first before all these other people shit on me. <laughs> And then, unfortunately, that little seed that I planted has only grown, and YouTube didn't really help it. And now I'm trying to backtrack and fix everything. That's why yeah. this whole story wanted to come up. I felt I'll share that. Um, yeah, self. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it's obviously one of the hard things for sure. I, I'm with you on that. Of like, I for sure will always be like, oh yeah, thick eyebrows, haha. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. But I also find that. Well, I've recently found that like everyone has something like, like honestly, no idea about your teeth thing. Yeah. I, I sit with you. Yeah. Once a week across from you. Yeah. Never, ever occurred to me. Crazy, in my right? Head. Yeah, I know. Like ever. Yeah. That's ever, crazy. Never have I ever thought, huh, these guys' teeth are too big for his body. No, they're not anymore. <laughs> but like, because I've since gone through like transformations with metal. Yeah, yeah. Them. But like, it's like so that, you know, that yeah. story, that seed yeah. is like so deep in there. Obviously, I can't see like 10 years ago or right. 20 years ago right. or whatever. Um, but like a lot of us, I feel like even if we know, let's say me, I have eyebrows or thick eyebrows, right? So that's like usually the point where I go or like I'm Arab. So that's where I go with the, the self-deprecation yeah. or whatever. yeah most of us have something and we kind of just put a spotlight on it uh, and we just 
pick it out. Like everyone has something. Even like perfect looking people will pick something out. I think because there's an it's element so that we we want to go into a room and the last thing we want to do is leave the room having people say, oh my God, did you see that guy's eyebrows? Yeah. So it's like you go in there and it's easier to say, hey, I'm super Arab. Like look at my eyebrows. Bring know? it up now. Bring it, but, <laughs> yeah. but that alone is a technique that doesn't need to be said. It should exactly. never be said. That's who you are. Yeah. Right. And And here's a fun stat that, Again, I don't know if it's true, but I heard and I like it that um, only 10% of people notice the same thing you notice when you look in the mirror. That's what I'm saying. We look in the mirror and we're like, oh my God, I hate this about me and this about me and this. about." And it's like, why? Like yeah. no one else notices that. Um, it's crazy because like every girl that I date or I'm with, I always think is way out of my league. Yeah. And, uh, and then I start to track ba backtrack and I'm like, wait. I'm kind of cool too. I did this. I've been successful here and this and this, but I never give myself the credit. It's a way of me keeping yeah. myself safe. But I feel like what makes us also good is that being honest, that vulnerability. It's just like, it's so different. It's so refreshing and different to just hear someone say like, you know, yeah, I got some shit on me too. You know, it's, it's comforting. It's comforting. And that that's what I would say maybe the the positive, the silver lining here yeah. is that you're right. When you go to a room and everyone's like living this facade and let me tell you, you go to a, any YouTube event and you have these people who are like, oh, you could talk to my publicist. It's like, ew, <laughs> ew. It's disgusting, man. Like YouTubers and I am one, so I'm offending my own, yeah. are some of the worst people. And it's only because they think that they're like Brad Pitt. Yeah. Like get your head out of your ass. You're just like everyone else. You just make videos online. Yeah. Okay. So I lost my train of thought. It's hard. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I got it. Go ahead. So what you were saying is right. Like it's nice to go into a room and have someone address the normality. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have this. And then, then they're like, oh, weird. He, he thinks that's bad. What and they find home in you. <laughs> yeah. You know? They're like, they huh. feel like you make them feel good. And that I feel like makes you more remarkable. And, and that's where the good of of not being hard on your, because I don't think that's even being hard on yourself. I think that's just like being cool in a situation where you're just addressing it. Like, um, you know, Craig Ferguson, he's like yeah, one of yeah, the late night British. show hosts. He's amazing at like flirting, like with everyone, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and he was saying his like, you know, they're like, okay, there's a lot of guys that call in that want to know how to talk to girls. So what's the best way to talk to a girl that I'm like too shy to speak to or too nervous to speak to. Right. And he's like, I mean, every situation is different, but what I would do is just go up to her and tell her, Hey, I'm really nervous to talk to you. And I just want to get to know you. And I just want you to know that. I don't know why I'm super nervous to talk to you and just address it hundred right there. Man, and like, then and it's like, how have we not thought of like, I, it's, I don't it's, know. It's, it's great advice, but here's like, I, and I, I support that. Yeah. But just to play devil's advocate. Okay. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, for most people, like a lot of people are so awkward that they try to manipulate the situation to put everything on you. Okay, so, mm. oh my God, he came up to me and he was super awkward and weird. Like some people are hard like that. But I, they are, but I think that's an overestimation of people. Probably, yeah. If, if a girl yeah. comes up to you and she's like, hey, I, I don't know why I'm just so nervous to talk to you. I would think it's super charming or cute. It's super charming and yeah. cute. And I think the same. And I think most people think the same. Yeah. However, on... The other side, we think, what the hell, if I say that, it's like the weirdest thing in the world. And, you know, we overestimate how bad their reaction is going to be. A hundred percent. I actually really like that, that technique. Yeah. That's a great technique. I, I just, well, I try to think like. And we do it as friends. Like we do it as people to other people. Like I, like I do it all the time. Yeah. Of like, I don't know. I, you know, just addressing the situation, pointing out the elephant in the room. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Well, cause then you, you differentiate yourself too it becomes less of a, a facade if you are in That's a room it. and you're just like let's just call it for what it is now you're in a room together you're not in a room with this like window yeah. between you of like okay i gotta pretend to be this yeah you know perfect example of that and this is just a light touch is um if ever i'm in anxious state and i tell someone i'm a little anxious it's like man it, it goes down 50 percent immediately when i when i call it or say it for what it is what, what do you mean sorry if i say you know, Amar, I, just to be real with you, like, I'm kind of a little anxious right now. Mm. So that's why I might be a little quiet. But um, don't worry. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just, I'm just yeah. a little anxious. 
The second I say that, I no longer have to pretend everything's okay. Mm. I can now excuse a little bit of myself. Breathing and, room. And breathing room. And and now it's 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 more real and authentic. And then I don't have to fight to to keep this thing up. Yeah, yeah. Um that would be the positive side of maybe being a tough critic. Yeah. Or or internally th- thinking. It's like sort of back to the negative side. It only becomes negative when you start to address the elephant in the room that maybe the other person doesn't even see. You know, so yeah. maybe they come over and you're just like, listen, I just want to say, like, I know my teeth are bad. Like, then it becomes a situation of, like, oh, you're really insecure and yeah. it, it kind of changes things. It's about acceptance. And this, again, like, these these tips or advice are hard because they're hard tips. Like, to accept yourself is sometimes a year-long journey, years-long journey, right? Yeah. But if you can accept yourself for your body's changes, aging, or mental state, whatever, yeah, you'll be totally fine. It's other people, man. And insecure. When someone makes fun of you, just know it's coming from something in them. It's not about you. For sure. Who makes, like, realistically, why are you going to make fun of somebody? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, there's uh, nothing to it. Could you give me an example? It's just a challenge. Of why you'd make fun of somebody mm. that that has not that will not reflect back on you. I do like talking shit a lot. Yeah. Okay. So so give an example. Um. Well, we've talked a lot about our pyramid scam friends. Okay. So you like talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. But that's but that, that's like different there's no judgment no, no but that's I'm not yeah. that's different because you're you're calling people out for doing a bad thing yeah like yeah. like what i'm saying is making fun of somebody that is doing no wrong or no harm they're just wearing a bright colored jacket yeah. or a crazy outfit like have you ever been stopped at a stoplight and you see someone crossing the street and you're like wow she's way out of his league or mm. look at that jacket why would you wear that yeah you know we've all sort of been there and you yeah, have to have. ask yourself well, why did you say that? Why is that girl out of his league? Is it because you wish you had that girl? Yeah. And so you're trying to shit on the guy? Or, or, or you wish you had the confidence to wear that jacket? It all stems back to you. There's no reason to be a negative person yeah. towards it's, others. Especially a lot of times we're negative to like kind of like impress other people. Like there's a lot of times if I'm in the car with like a girl I like or something, I'm like, you know, I'll talk shit about people outside the car. I don't know. You, you just kind of, you know, pass people passing by. Yeah. Right. You kind of talk shit. And sometimes you, I don't know, especially when you're like kids, like you talk shit about them to kind of make yourself feel not good, but like better than, but then you realize like, as you grow older, like when someone talks shit, you, they actually kind of like, if I talk shit now about someone, you actually look down on me. A hundred percent. I, so but I recently, if I say something bad, you're going to look down on me. I recently tweeted this. Someone did some posts about, um, like it's insane how common it is for humanity to talk negatively, like right? Mm-hmm. How common? So, my tweet in response was: negativity and pessimism is often associated with being cool. Can't stand people that carry this belief beyond twenty years old. Um, and it's only because I know people that that are negative. Yeah. And at this age now, I can see them as being incredibly insecure. And so what they're doing is putting up all of these defenses. They're ugly. They're stupid. They're dumb. They're weird. It's always them. They screwed me over. He's crazy. She's government. This, that. It's never them. And so that is a massive red flag. I think everyone needs to realize if you're with somebody or you're hanging around with someone and they're always pointing and pushing blame, playing the victim card, there's a reason why they're they're doing that. Mm. It's to push any sort of spotlight off of them and onto someone else. Don't look at me. Look at how stupid that person is. Yeah. Look how ugly that person is. Look how weird their jacket is. It's That's what it is. And so you also say, okay, you're in a group of people and something cool is happening. Yeah. For some reason, and I don't really know why, but it's cooler to be, this is so lame. Oh my God, can you believe they're doing this? Yeah. This is so stupid. Rather than the one that's like, this is awesome. Like, we are 25 and they invited a clown to the party, you know? Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> no, like it's true. It's, I'm laughing because it's so hard. It's oddly... It's hard? Aw- yeah. Weird. It's oddly weird. That's what she said. Weirdly true. It's oddly hard. <laughs> um, That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, man, no, it's it's definitely hard. Like, it, 
It's true. Uh, one thing that really, like, I hate, talked about a million times, is, like, well, yeah, when we, people are, like, pessimistic to be cool, like, this whole, like, the world today sucks, or, like, humanity sucks, or this sucks. Or millennials suck. Like, if I had a nickel for every time I heard yeah, someone yeah, yeah, shit yeah. on an influencer, <laughs> it's like, why? Yeah. Does that make them, does that make them less successful? No. If anything, it just makes you more out of touch. Yeah, I mean, shitting on millennials or shitting on uh, influencers is like, I don't know. I think people are just trying to shit on, like, uh, you know, where humanity, uh, massive air quotes on everything I'm saying right here, but on where humanity is going and we're like, I don't know, they're thinking like, you know, we're all into our computers these days and shit like that. And th they have kind of like a glorified version of what the good old days look like of like, how apparently everyone was like talking to each other and sucking each other's dick. But really what was going on is everyone's reading a newspaper, minding their own damn business. Like today we're just reading our phones, minding our own damn business. It's just, we're consuming in a different way. Naturally it's going to happen if you want things to get better. Yeah. You have these people who are consistently complaining about technology, but yet they also complain about their grandkids or, or sons and daughters being on Instagram. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you can't take one without the other. Technology is going to continue to grow. And because of that, you're going to have to accept other avenues of content consumption. Yeah. Instagram, TikTok, shit on all you want. You're just making yourself look more like a dinosaur. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's like super entitled. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, uh, how can you tell me that like the, the good old days, like 40 years ago, 30 years ago, you know, like, I don't know. We were living in Iraq or Yemen, like. I don't think people were talking to each other all the time, you know? Yeah, we we're playing with like, you know, we we're playing soccer in the alleyway and the soccer ball was like a, made of a can or something, Yeah, right? Like, I don't know. I, I just think like people are more connected now than ever. Like, I just everything is better, but like, yeah, it's, it's not a cool view. I'll talk about that on another podcast, but like, it's not a cool view to think that today is great or today is good or optimism or this event is amazing or whatever. And yeah, there are some lame events and it's funny to laugh at some lame events because we've all been there, but mm. a healthy dose. But I don't, it's weird. I, have you met someone? I don't know. Like, what? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. What? I'm in a weird spot right now, man. I'm like thinking of like people that are actually like negative, literally just to sound cool. Yeah, I know people. I'm not going to put them on blast now, but I, ca I can't have them in my circle. We'll put them in the show notes. And I've had to, <laughs> I've had to absolutely cut people out and push them away because it affects me. Yeah. There's at this point in time where I'm at in my life, any sort of negativity, unjustified, um, trying to be cool sort of negativity. I've got no room for that Yeah. because I see what effect it has on me. Unfortunately, I'm not Superman and that stuff does affect me. You are what you surround yourself with. And so when someone's consistently oh, this sucks, and this is dumb, it's going to be so late, and I get so cold, it's going to rub off on you, and you're going to start to look at the world through the same lens yeah. of, you know, it is kind of cold. This does kind of suck. You have to protect optimism more than anything. That's because it. most people are coming at you with so much negativity that if you don't protect it and say, this is great, this is exciting, yeah, then you're going to lose it. When I was in Vegas... I had people DM me saying, you're doing Vegas like a little kid. And I thought to myself, why? Because I rode a roller coaster? Oh, wow, I'm a little kid. Sorry, only little kids can go on roller coasters. Yeah. You know, oh, because I made jokes, I saw a show. And first off, there's more behind everything. I went to Vegas under a contract where I can't post any adult content, gambling, yeah. drinking. So that's why naturally you're going to see more of this stuff. But also... In my free time where I went on a roller coaster, what's wrong with that? Yeah, just get drunk and go on a roller coaster. But even not, not drunk. Yeah, yeah, like, like what, why not just do things that make you happy? Yeah. Why not be optimistic, enjoy life's fun things because they're meant to be there to be enjoyed? Rather That's true. Than looking at a roller coaster being like, if I post about being on this roller coaster, everyone's going to think I'm six. Who cares? It's because yeah. they're sitting at home wishing that they had a better life. Yeah, and, and you're doing kid version you a whole lot of shit, you know, like kid, eight year old Dan yeah. would have loved to get paid to go on roller coasters. Absolutely. You know, that's a dream. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that eight year old Dan is proud of nowadays. And <laughs> yeah. I'm happy. Uh, and if there's one thing that I've got a wall up against is people that even come to my house 
and they go like look at my aesthetic and go wow there's a lot of like, junk in here yeah there's not a lot of junk if you sit with me i'll take you through every piece and everything has value and everything here has a purpose yeah Next time on Hoarding Alive, TLC. Yeah. <laughs> Dan justifies his hoarding problem. But seriously, I, I, it's just a frustration with people when they try to put a sense of status on negativity. Yeah. I mean, there'll be those people that you'll literally never please, you know, like. Uh, you'll never please them. Yeah. But, but you have to ask yourself, why do you want to please them? Exactly. Why is there a desire? This has happened in college. Like most of the guys in college we're getting the hottest girls because they were being dicks or assholes. And yeah. I'm like, okay. So at first I would be like, wow, that guy's such a dick or an ass. But then I started realizing, no, you know, the girl's also at fault here too, because she's looking at, like looking, chasing after these types of guys that yeah. won't treat them nice. I was in the elevator once. This guy slaps a cell phone right out of this girl's hand. She goes, Derek. <laughs> and then there's like chases him out of the elevator. Yeah. And I'm like, you're going to let some dude treat you like that. Why? Because, He's got a six pack and call it why? Because he's got some status. All right, let's see how long this will last. A lot of this we've been talking about, like being hard on yourself to please others. It's also about accepting yourself. Have you ever been hard on yourself? Like, I'm trying to kind of internalize it a little more, you know? Like, uh, like yeah, we a lot of times we're hard on ourselves for other people, right? But sometimes also like being hard on yourself make like to improve yourself or it really breaks you down you know um yeah i mean listen like for other people it's one thing right it's a whole different ball game when it's being you know being hard on yourself to like uh, try to make yourself better or something yeah so i mean there is obviously some exercise you can do where you sort of break down who you are and what you do and maybe some criticism will make you better what you do because Obviously, going into something the first time thinking you're the best at it is not going to leave much room for growth yeah. or evolution in what you're trying to do. So it is important to reflect in a healthy, critical yeah. way. So, you know what? I wish I could golf better. I just got to shoot a little straighter. Maybe if I go to the, the driving range three or four times a month, I can actually shoot the ball a little bit straighter. Mm -hmm. Rather than, oh my God, I'm so garbage at golf. I've been doing this for like four months and I'm still garbage. Yeah. There's a difference there. One of them is you're negative and you're just bullying yourself. Yeah. The other one is a productive way of getting better, but acknowledging that you're not doing so good. So, yeah. So I'd say like being real with yourself is, is a really good tactic when like being real with yourself, not just like, you know, you know, be hard on yourself, like not be hard on yourself, but like being real is like saying like, yeah, I'm actually not that good in golf and I need, this is what I need to work on in getting better at golf rather than kind of like embellishing a story of how bad you are at golf and you'll never be good and this and this and that. Um, but also not leaning too much towards your head is up your ass when you think, oh, I'm yeah, so sick it, at all, singing like, and this and this All and that. of this is balance, right? Yeah. Like there's realistic of like what's going on. There's like reality. And then there's, there's altered reality. And the, the difference is reality is, you know what? I'm not doing so good at golf. I got to go more and I'll be better. Yeah. Unrealistic reality is, oh my God, I'm so garbage. I just should stop playing. This is terrible. Like yeah. anybody can do something if you put in the time and effort. But oftentimes we're scared to do that because we're like, what's the point? I'm so trash. I'm so garbage. Well, of course. Yeah. Like these are talents. These are skills. If everybody was put on this earth good at everything, we would not have any sort of uniqueness or specialness. Mm -hmm. People work hard for something. We, admire, we go to concerts because we look at this band that wrote this great song we love. That's because they're sharing their talent with us. Yeah. If we all could do that, well, we wouldn't have concerts. Yeah. You know, because it's like, well, why would I go see them when I could do the same thing? We're same equally thing. talented. Yeah. You have to strengthen yourself based off of interest. It's true. On on one podcast, I want to talk about uh, how, like... For me, when I want to learn something, I go on YouTube and I just consume a whole lot of podcasts and YouTube and videos and this and this and that and read articles. But I it's so weird that I'd rather like just like see everyone teach me but not actually do it. And usually the only way to get better is to just do it. 
You know what I mean? Like we always, I don't know. I'll go watch like a cooking video on how to cook better, right? Um, or how to shoot a better video or how to edit better or how to do X, Y, Z better, right? Mm-hmm. But I won't actually do it. Like someone could tell me this is the, this is the you know, I don't know what bothers people these days. I don't know. Uh, they don't have enough Instagram followers. This is how you get more followers on Instagram. X, Y, Z, do it, right? Or, or you know, you've talked about this right, before right. where people are like, are like, Dan, can I get a shout out for this video that I made? And you put up that challenge of like, yeah, I'll shout you out if you put three videos. Right. It's just, yeah, keeping people accountable. And 99% of people. 100%. People 100% did not do it, right? So yeah. there, I, I want to explore that one day of just like, why are we so like good at like talking the talk, but like we, we struggle to just walk it for just three yeah. videos. Honestly, because it comes down to putting yourself out there. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to put themselves out there. And in terms of YouTube, they see me doing it. They see me having to go through all the trash of he's so weird. This is stupid. This is bad. And then they see me being successful with it. They want to skip all the garbage stuff Yeah, and then just get the success or fame. And it's like, that's not how it works. Yeah. So, I don't know. When it comes to accomplishing things or being proud of what you do, I think a lot of it is about managing expectations in in many forms, but one of them is not comparing yourself. Mm -hmm. Because when you start to look at other people, like, okay, you go on their Instagram page. And you're like, look at this. They're traveling. They're getting paid to travel. So easy. Look at this. So why can't I do that? This is so, why him? I'm way funnier than him. Yeah. Why, like, why her? I'm way hotter than her. It's, you have to stop. Like, anybody listening, stop. And I, uh, this is just an exercise. Yeah. And challenge yourself to say, why do I have this response? Yeah. And it's most likely because you're not, you're not seeing what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. Ever. The thousands of DMs that they're, Sending oh out to people. Or, or contract negotiations or their schedule or putting themselves in front of the camera can sometimes be harder than you think. Failed relationships. Everything. Yeah. Like, there's so much that goes into that moment in time that for someone to sit at home on the toilet or on the couch going, I could do this, is so unfair. Yeah. Like, back to the comment, you're doing Vegas like a little kid. Okay. You, this is from an, a jerk response. Like, immediate... I see him going on a roller coaster. That's what little kids do. I'm going to say this. But yeah. it's like, hold on. I didn't realize that he's probably under a contract that he's not allowed to do adult things. And of course, my con- my content is family-friendly. Anyway. I'm not going to be chugging nine beers while gambling $1,000. Yeah. You know, like, you have to understand yeah, yeah. Like what I, you're getting I, I see your Vegas thing, and I'm like, oh, oh, all he has to do is post up, like, five videos from the day. But it's like, you don't see that... Those are selected from a hundred videos and, you know. Yeah, uh, how many takes. How many takes and how many, like, I don't know if you did this, but, like, you probably have to, like, send it for approval or whatever, this and that. So it's, like, it's just so much. When it's sponsored content, everything has to be approved by either the agency or the client, okay? So if ever you see anybody, even a, a famous movie star, doing something that looks like it's live in the moment, there has been a process behind it. Yeah. Nowadays, no company is just going to give you free reign saying, do it. They have to approve it. They have to either change the lingo. The amount of times, I've done almost 200 brand deals in my entire career. Wow. And it's like, the amount of times I've had to reshoot things because I said one word wrong is crazy. But you have to do it as if it's the first time again. Yeah. And this is, again, it goes back to people not seeing the bigger picture. Don't buy into what you're seeing, whether it's on the street or on Instagram as being the whole entire person. Yeah. You know the surface surface of what they want you to see. Yeah. So anyway, back to it. Don't compare yourself to others. That's a great way to not be hard on yourself, man. Just don't compare yourself to others. Yeah. You don't expect the same story. Don't expect the same outcome. Outcome. Did you take science in high school? I did. Did you ever do those experiments? Uh, which ones? Just anything with the chemicals and there's yeah, a yeah. reaction. Yeah. Well, there's always that one kid in class that got got it right within two seconds. And you're like, why the hell is my Bunsen burner on fire yet? <laughs> you know, like everybody operates at different speeds and they will get different outcomes based off of what they need to do. This yeah. kid probably just like is a huge science nerd and knew right away how to do it. Yeah. Other people didn't, you know, like 
I once lit my friend's face on fire by accident. Like it was the Bunsen, the Bunsen burner. Yeah, those things burn high. Well, because it's gas. Yeah. So it was my buddy Matt. You know Matt. Yeah, good old. And he, him, and I were partnered in like ninth grade science class. And I turned on the Bunsen burner, but I didn't know if the gas was flowing. So I'm like, man, I don't know. And he he starts to look into the nozzle. No. To see if he could feel, like a pressure, he, yeah. pressure if there's any air coming out. <laughs> And so at the same time, I went to like light a match behind him and the flame, I guess, you know, when you strike a match, it's like a follow through. Yeah. It went and lit the gas near because there was so much gas surrounding us and it just went vroom, and lit his face. Not, it was, his face was on fire, but it was in a fireball and he looks over. He's like, is my face on fire? Yeah. My eyebrows still there? I'm like, yeah, I'm so sorry, man. I couldn't stop laughing though. That's amazing. Um, yeah. No, no, no. I was going to say, I had a similar story with a barbecue once I... Oh yeah, yeah. Barbecue. I put it on high, you know, and I thought it was preheating the whole time, and it was just the gas. It was no like thing <laughs> preheating, and I was like, man, it's not like it's not hot. So I like clicked it again, and as soon as I opened the barbecue, the entire like a fireball shot at me. It's scary too, because you're you're surrounding your entire like atmosphere with gas. Yeah, that like it's it's a big ass fireball. Oh, good times. Uh, if I could leave you guys with one thing. It would be that one of my personal biggest things that I still have to get better at is taming the beast that is Dan inside in terms of the guy that sits on this throne thinking he knows better than anything and anyone and tells me how it is. You're not funny enough. You're not successful enough. You're not doing it. It's something that I even deal with. And it's like you have to look at life and situations as a unique one of one and not one of many that, that everyone goes through. Yeah. There's situations everyone goes through, but that specific one, the context is different. So it's never going to always be the same. And because of that, you can't compare. You can't take other people's experience for your own. So, yeah. The Beast in Dan. Oh, can we play The Beast in Me? Like Johnny Cash? The Beast in Me. I thought it was the best of me. Oh, no, no. The Beast in Me. The, Have you heard this? The Beast in Me. Oh. This is a request from the one and only Amar for our outro song. And by night, and you get some weird vibes today. I love Johnny Cash. Alright, be gentle with yourself, guys. We'll see you in the next one. God help the beast in me. The beast in me. has had to learn to live